Welcome to episode 25. It is January 15th. It is a Friday. We're starting to do these Friday shows now. There's no more NFL regular season, just a couple playoff games. College football's over. So we're going to start swinging our focus to the hoops. Welcome to the Dirty Water Podcast. That's Billy. I'm Chris. We are not in the sandcastle. We're from the main bar because Mikey's on the hill filming God knows what, God knows who. stories, inauguration, whatever. Staying out of it. We're staying out of the politics here, guys. It's sports only. Before we get started, just want to shout out everyone who came Wednesday. Thank you. We raised $1,235 to the Barstool Fund this week. That is awesome. We got to keep that rolling. Every Wednesday, 7 to 10, you drink free. You donate a minimum of $20. And I say a minimum of $20 to you know, and she asked me to stay anonymous, so I'm not going to say her name. Somebody donated 500 bucks the other night. Oh, yeah. Someone donated 500 bucks to a small business somewhere. So, like, you know who you are. You might even be watching now. Thank you. That means a lot. Um, Guys, let's get into some sports. Billy, recap. Is it recap time? Yeah, it's recap time. Let's do it. Uh, Last week, we put bets on two different things, the college football championship. Both of us went three and one. Nice work, sir. Let me tell you guys something. I, if, if you go back, and I posted this the other day, I predicted the final score of this game would be 51-24 Bama. It was 52-24. That's pretty flipping good. It's about as good as it gets. About as good as it gets. Well, 51-24 would be as good as it gets. Uh, yeah, yeah, and it's about that. So it's about as good as it gets. Uh, we were both 3-1, and one, so great day for us on college football bets. Not so much in the NFL. Uh, I will, will go ahead and wear my cone of shame first. I was 0-5-1 for NFL spreads last week, so very, very bad. Uh, my over-under picks were good. They are above 500, 3-2-1. Uh, your spread picks were 2-3-1 last week. Uh, love those weird pushes in there. So on the season, Catch I, it up. I am only one game ahead of Chris on the season. One game between the two of us, a divisional – Conference Championship, and the Super Bowl. So there are seven games remaining in the NFL season. Yep. So I think what's going to happen is I'm going to win, beat them by five to two maybe. Four to three would put us in a tie. I don't want to tie. I want to win this. So I'm going to have to get five out of seven. So I got to put my thinking cap on. We will see how it goes. There's not that many games left. We will get to all of the NFL wild card, sorry, divisional round games at the end of the show. We're going to start with two sports we haven't talked that much about yet, the NBA and college hoops, which both of the basketball sports obviously are Chris's bread and butter. So, uh, you know, he will say that he will beat me in those picks. We will see about that. Uh, but let's start with college, right? So been going on for a little, a little while now. Most teams have played anywhere between like 8 and 12 or 13 games. Uh, we're into conference play for almost all of the conferences. Um, let's start with futures. So I, al- I always try to preview our seasons with futures, where the teams are at. At least, you know, talk about the top teams when you have college basketball, which has hundreds of teams. It's kind of tough to do everything. So we'll just talk about those teams at the top. Um Ranked number one, been ranked number one, the Gonzaga Bulldogs uh, to win the NCAA tournament, assuming it happens this year. Fingers crossed. Oh, God. Literally don't. It can't, it can't not happen again. We've got to have it. On wood. Um, they are plus 325, far and away the favorites. For are these tournament. to win the title or are these to get to the Final Four? To win, 
title. Win the title, okay. Uh, 325 for the Bulldogs of Gonzaga. Second team is Baylor Bears at plus 800. They have looked pretty good, too. Um, again, plus 800, so 8-1 to one odds if you like Baylor. The next two teams are Iowa and Villanova are at plus 1,000, 10-1 odds. Michigan is at 12-1. They are hot right now. Kansas Jayhawks and Illinois are both at 1,600. Texas is 1,800. Uh, Wisconsin and Tennessee are both 2,000, so 20 to 1. And then the last three we'll do is Michigan, Duke, and Creighton. Are Michigan plus State. 25. Michigan Sorry. State, to be Michigan clear. Michigan State, Duke, and Creighton are plus 2,500. So, how do you think about that? You know, how do you process all this stuff? You know, I'm always a nerd. I think about the money. Where's the value? Not just like who do I think's going to win, but who do I think gets good odds? Um, the first thing I will say is college basketball. Everyone knows that it's legendary, the NCAA tournament, for the amount of upsets, for craziness. Um, so the one bet I don't like is betting on Gonzaga. I don't think you get enough value, especially this early on in the season. Uh, you know, they could lose a key player. Um, anything could happen, right? Like they could get upset at any point. I just don't think you get enough money with 325 to bet on Gonzaga here. Um, but I do like some of the teams in that mid-range. Uh, Baylor is a good team. Um, if, if Gonzaga was closer to that 600, 700 number, Baylor's at 800, I, I would consider them. But at 325, I don't think there's much value. Um, let me give you a couple teams I like as long shots. And the way I think about the futures for these long shots is that you put your money in on that and then you can hedge out come tournament time as those rounds advance. So um, the first team I'll give you that I like the money on here is I really like Illinois at plus 1600. I think Kofi Cockburn's very good. We'll talk about one of their matchups coming up. Uh, I think Illinois is, is a final four contender, no doubt. Um, so at 1600, at 16 to one, you know, you can expect that team to at least advance a round or two, barring some wild upset. Um, and then you can start to think about hedging out on the opponent, likely Illinois, if they are as good as they are now going into the, the tournament will be favored in their games versus other teams. So you will get positive money on their opponents during the tournament, uh, assuming they're not going up against like a one or a two seed. Um, so you can hedge out of that 1600 lane. So a couple of teams I like here. And again, it's it's like a stock. It's not set it and forget it, in my opinion. I think you should consider hedging out when you take futures like this. But the teams I like at the money they're at now, Illinois, 16 to 1, I just mentioned. Uh, I don't like Duke. I never like betting on Duke because I think – Because he's a UVA guy. That's well, why he doesn't yes, like Duke. I, I hate Duke, but also I think Vegas always overvalues Duke. So 2,500, they are really not looking good this year. I don't think that's value. Um, but I think Michigan State has a lot of old players at 25 to 1. Their coach knows how to do it with Izzo. They have experience. Uh, I like Michigan State 25 to 1. Let me give you two more here. Michigan at 1,200. Uh, I don't like Michigan at 12 to 1 more than I like Illinois at 16 to 1, but Michigan has shown that their defense can play ball. Those guys can keep up with anybody. Um, and then maybe I'll throw in Wisconsin just because I really like their defense I too. Like I, I think defense is, you know, those are the teams that you see do well or teams that can stop other good teams. Uh, I think Wisconsin can do that and so can Michigan. Um, so again, the four I like for futures, Michigan 12 to one, Illinois 16 to one, 
Wisconsin, 20 to 1. And who else? Did I throw anybody else? I think that's, I think I that think was that's it. it. So here's the thing about analyzing college basketball season from, from the start. You know, it is almost impossible to bet futures, in my opinion. And I'm not saying that's, that's what we're here doing. It's exactly what we're doing. Because you don't know if the matchups are going to become tournament time. And that's really what it comes down to. Matchups mean everything. Um, with that being said, and with what Billy just said, he hates the favorites. He does not like the numbers, especially what Gonzaga's getting. <laughs> there are certain years where there's like 30 teams that could win it all. Yeah. And there's certain years where there's a major favorite. This year, there's two. To me, Gonzaga and Baylor are far, 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 far in advance of every other team in the country. It's not close. It sucks we didn't see that game a couple weeks ago that was scheduled that was called off due to COVID. They were supposed to play a one in the afternoon Saturday game about three, four weeks ago. I really wanted to see that game to analyze. Um, I think there's no doubt Gonzaga and Baylor find their way into the Final Four. Both Who wins? Both, both of them. Both of them. Okay. Both of them. Right. Absolutely. These are the two best teams in the country. Now, from a more macro view, I just like the Big Ten right now. So before you do that, you know, if you do like both those, both Gonzaga and Baylor to make it to the Final Four, then you know you get over double the money on Baylor in a future than you do on Gonzaga. So if you like that, I would consider putting a, a future on Baylor at plus eight hundred because you will successfully be able to hedge out of that later. So worth considering. I'll be, I mean, and I'll be honest. I think Gonzaga's going to win the title. I don't know how you stop them offensively. They have so many freaking weapons. They shoot the ball so well. And come tournament time, the ability to shoot from the perimeter, guard play always seems to win late in the season. That's just how college basketball is. Gonzaga has the best perimeter play in the country. Uh, beyond that, I would say probably Michigan does. Uh, and I was just about to say I like the Big Ten. I really like Michigan. Uh, they're plus 1,200. I don't think that's a bad pick at all. I think they have a chance. Now, Jawan's never coached um, this deep before. He's an NBA player for many years. He was an NBA assistant coach. Uh, can he make the kind of adjustments in a college game in a Final Four situation? I don't know that yet. I'm not saying he can't, but he's never done it before. Mark Few's been sitting here waiting on a title, waiting on a title for so many years. I mean, this is his year. Um, Baylor, the most athletic team in the country. What they're going to do defensively to a lot of teams in big spots, I love. Uh, I really want to see a Gonzaga-Baylor championship game. I really wanted to see that regular season game because I really genuinely think they're the two best teams in the country. I was up there in the favorites. Gars is probably up for National Player of the Year. With that, I, right now, yeah. I feel like they're a team that could stub their toe. Kansas, I do not like at all. Illinois, I do not like at all. These are inconsistent teams. Um, just going down Billy's list right here, the teams that are listed towards the top. Texas, I just don't know how to feel about them. Um, Texas Tech beat them the other night. I think Texas Tech, I mean, I love Chris Beard as a coach. I love what he does defensively. I love his concepts. Maybe because when I coach, I did the exact same stuff. Um, where, where's Texas Tech? 3, Texas Tech is plus 3,000. I think we're going to go with a mid to long shot. And actually, it's funny. I see Florida State right below them. Uh, plus 3,000 for Texas Tech and Florida State. Two great – Texas Tech, great defensive team. Florida State, very good defensive team. Um, Huggins is at 2,500, West Virginia. I, I think there's some great value down the list a little bit. I actually don't like most of these teams that are in this plus 1,000, plus 1,400 range. I kind of like some of these teams further down, um, such as West Virginia, such as Texas Tech, uh, and such as Florida State. God, Kentucky's still plus 4,000. Yeah, don't bet on Kentucky. No, don't bet on Kentucky. This is, this is, this is yeah. not their year. Kentucky's not very good. So I'm just kind of running through a lot of things right now, but I'm telling you, like, 
when you come tournament time, because I don't think a lot of these futures will change very much for the simple fact that all these teams are going to go to the NCAA tournament. So the determination, so for example, when we look at professional playoffs from the regular season futures to the playoffs, uh, especially in baseball, football, maybe not so much in the NBA, you know, we don't even know who's going to make the playoffs when we start the year. You know, last year, did anybody know Tampa Bay was going to be a playoff team, much less a World Series team? Yeah. No, because everybody's yeah. on the Yankees, right? Yep. But these teams we know are going. They're going to go to the tournament. Um, so I don't imagine that Billy's the expert on, on the number, not me. I don't imagine these odds are going to change very much. So when we talk about futures, we talk about buying at the right price. Like if you did buy the Tampa Bay Rays, a team I was high on before last year's Major League season, buy them at the right price because, you know, as it turned out late in the season, they started winning, and obviously the, the price was dropping, less less value. I don't think you have to do that here because yeah. at the end of the day, this entire group, well, maybe not Kentucky. I don't know how the hell they're plus 4,000. That's just that's just old school rep and that they can get hot, which they can. Uh, and they actually have won a few games more recently. But I doubt most of these numbers will change over the next month and a half. So my recommendation when it comes to college basketball is wait till the bracket's out before you pick futures because you genuinely want to see matchups. You want to see how coaches coach against each other. You want to see, honestly, who has the best guard play, guard to guard, who makes the most shots because, that, honestly, that's that's kind of who wins in yeah. college basketball typically. Um, that's why I don't love Kansas. I don't love the way they shoot it. Illinois is just too inconsistent. Um, I, I, I don't have a feel for Texas. I know they're damn good. I, I want to see how Shaka – this is his best team since he's gotten to Texas, and I would love to see how he coaches in the Big 12 tournament before I really give an honest analysis of what I think he's going to do in the NCAA, you look at Michigan State plus 2,500, you know Izzo is going to have his guys ready for the tournament. Right. So that's ne- – you're never – if you go Michigan State, put a couple bucks on a team that's plus 2,500, it's never a bad pick because right. the guy can win a title because right. he's that good a coach. And I'm telling you, as someone who coached, he's that good a coach. It's not rep that's not real. It's real. He's that freaking good. Yeah, so I want to go back to kind of what you said about the difference between college basketball futures and other sports futures. I, I think you're exactly right where the you know the leader going into the NFL season, like the favorite, the Chiefs this year, I think were like plus 700 or plus 900 or something to win the Super Bowl before any game started. And before this wild card round, they were like plus 200 or something. Right. There was a huge difference. And, and the odds on whoever the favorite is, you know, if, if Gonzaga stays unbeaten throughout this, this season. Yeah, that won't change much. They'll be about the same, right? So, so there's not – there. I do think there is an advantage if you grab the lines before any games are played. You know, if you have insight on a team. So, you know, UVA this year, for instance, like had a transfer, a couple guys that, you know, if you follow the team, you're like, oh, I think these guys are going to have a bigger impact than people think. You, you want to see how they but fit it, in, sure. But as soon as the team plays a couple games and we're far enough in that season that people kind of know who most of these teams are by now, uh, these lines aren't going to change. So I, I agree. You know, there's no reason to rush to these. Um, we just wanted to do it as a little preview here for the season to get you into it. No, look, we haven't talked about college basketball. We've been so consumed with football. Obviously, every, you know, NFL weekend, other than, you know, there's you throw a few buy, buys in there, so maybe there's not 16 games in the schedule, but there's typically 13, 14. We wanted to pick every game. College football was obviously a huge slate. We were picking all the games that were, you know, um, Big time. Yeah. Ranked, ranked versus ranked. Uh, that's over. NFL's now down to seven teams. Or pardon me. What am I saying? Seven teams. Eight teams. I don't know where I got seven teams from. Yeah. There's no more buys. Um, so now it's time for a little basketball betting, and, and I know a lot of you probably been on the NBA 
and maybe some of you in college. I know Schmidt's out there. When I said Texas Tech, I like Texas Tech. I bet his ears perked up. Um, but I do like them this year. Yeah, so let's let's go into some of the games here. And it's important to kind of preface this. I know you said, you know, we've been doing more Friday shows. We're kind of doing that because it's basketball time. Um, college basketball has a lot of big games on Saturday. NBA has a lot of big games on Friday nights. And basketball lines are very different than football lines because there are so many games. Lines are really only released – 24 to maybe like 30 hours before the game actually tips. Yeah, I was so, literally texting Billy this morning, like, are the lines out for the Saturday games of college basketball? This morning they weren't. As we got in the late morning, they started coming out. So this is – we're right. really going to do these Friday shows, I think, for a while until – I don't know, at least until we're in the middle of baseball season or something. Right. So so these are ones, right, where, where you can't pick them days ahead. They don't tend to move a whole lot just because there's not a whole lot of time for the lines to move. Um, but you know, we can only pick games that happen the night we record or the next day. So that's what we're going to do here. Starting with college basketball, most of these are ranked team versus ranked team. We got a bunch of good games either tonight or tomorrow. We'll start with Wisconsin at Rutgers. Um, Rutgers is unranked, uh, but Wisconsin's the only ranked team playing tonight, Friday the 15th. Um, Rutgers is a two and a half point dog at home. So I don't want this to be an indication on futures. I really like Wisconsin this year. I think they're playing great. I, I mean, God, they're, 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 they are the model of consistency year in and year out. Um, I like Rutgers tonight at home plus a two and a half. They've lost a couple in a row. If they dump this game, then I'm going to go to the fact that Rutgers is done. They came out white hot. Um, their recruiting has stepped up so much Finally, look, I grew up in Jersey. I have never understood why Rutgers basketball wasn't better because I am still convinced to this day that high school basketball in North Jersey is the best in the country. But Rutgers has never, ever, ever been able to dominate. Not, they're not dominating it. But they've never been able to get a stronghold of recruiting in that part of the world, which, my goodness, you know, some of the best high school programs are, like, within 20 miles of their campus. Uh, it's it's silly to watch Jay Wright come up and build an open and just snatch those guys left and right and obviously – a bunch of other coaches as well. Rutgers finally is getting some of those kids from Jersey. They're playing better. They've lost a couple games. I'm going to give them a bounce back here. It's a Friday night game, 9 o'clock game. But I like Wisconsin this year. This is not an anti-Wisconsin pick. I actually think Wisconsin has legs to go far this year. But tonight I'm going to take the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. I think they're going to win this game. I think it's going to be a hell of a battle. And if I'm wrong, then I'm that would I think that's, that would be four in a row because Rutgers, I believe, has lost three in a row right now. If I'm wrong, I'm off Rutgers. They're done. They're done. This is a major game for that program tonight to bounce back. Yeah, so I'm going to disagree with you. I love the way Wisconsin's been playing basketball. They had a, a one embarrassing game versus Michigan, who I think is a very good team. Yeah, too. Everyone else they've played, they've looked like a very solid contender-type team. I Personally, as a UVA fan and alumni, I love the way they play defense. They play defense like UVA. They grind you out. They really make you hit tough shots. Um, I like Wisconsin here just because, again, at, at two and a half points for me, it's not significant, and I think Wisconsin's the better team. Um, so I'm taking them minus two and a half. The next game, tomorrow at noon, another Big Ten matchup, Ohio State at Illinois. Illinois is a six and a half point favorite. And I'll tell you, if, if we end up focusing on these ranked versus ranked games like we did in football, we're going to be picking a lot of Big Ten games. I, I think the Big Ten Conference this year, deep, I, I think it's the best conference in the country. And I actually think they're above and beyond, like a little bit. 
head step above others. I think ACC is having a down year. Yeah, a little ACC bit. ACC fan, you know, we don't have it's weird the, to see the Duke two. and UNC yeah. as powerhouses this year. Not so at all. Interesting stuff. Uh, I, I like Ohio State. It's a six and a half point spread. It's a little much for me. I think this is going to come down to last possession. You know, Illinois is a super talented team. Brad Underwood's a friend. We'd go back. I coached against him several times when he was at Stephen F. Austin. I know the guy coaches. He, man, his guys play hard, 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 but sometimes they get handcuffed offensively. They get cold from the field. Very athletic, very tough team. That doesn't always mean they run people off the court. Ohio State is a very consistent team. They will defend. They will make shots. Six and a half is a little too much for me. Illinois probably wins the home game, but I think we're looking at a game that comes down the wire. Yeah, and that's fair. I think, to me, there's no doubt Illinois wins. It's it's if they cover. I'm taking them to cover. Um, personally, I, I think Kofi Cochran is a great player. He's so center. He's like a seven-footer. Uh, he should be a first-round draft pick. I haven't really looked at any mocks or anything, but you know, great player, has all the skills to be in the NBA. Uh, I think he can lead them to a win over Ohio State, who I think has had a couple good wins, but also a couple losses that are kind of head-scratchers. So, you know, both these teams on, on a good night can beat anybody. Um, it's just about who shows up. I, I think Illinois has had a better resume so far. I'm taking them, even with the six and a half points they need to cover. Okay, um, this is a good setup of, of games here because there's none of them are conflicting. So you can pick these, watch them back to back to back to back to back on Saturday. Uh, so that was a noon game. This is a 2 p.m. game, another Big Ten matchup, Michigan at Minnesota. Minnesota at home is a five-and-a-half-point underdog. Uh-oh. I love the Wolverines lately. They're, they're hot. They're hitting shots. Um, again, not an anti-Minnesota pick. I love Michigan right now. I, I think there's a team in my mind outside of uh, Gonzaga and Baylor that I think is the next favorite to win the title. It's Michigan. Uh, so I'm going to take the Wolverines. But, I, again, with numbers what, five-and-a-half, Billy? Five-and-a-half. Yeah, I mean, I can see I, Minnesota's home. They'll battle. I'm not saying blowout by any means. I could see this. I'm, I'm going to take Michigan minus the points, but this could be like me picking them to win by seven or eight, which is a close game in college basketball. Yeah. Um, it's I'm, making free throws down the stretch. I'm taking Michigan as well. I'm actually surprised this spread is not bigger. Um, Michigan has blown out uh, Wisconsin, who I think is a pretty solid team. Um, Michigan's defense is up there with, with some of the best in it the is. country. I really think they're a good team this year. I, I like them a lot. Uh, I think they're going to cover five. I'm really impressed with Juwan Howard's coaching. i got to be honest. A lot of these pro guys come, in, come to the college, they don't understand how much work it takes. Because when you're an NBA coach, it's just watch film, play, and then go out to dinner. There's there's not a lot else you have to manage. And with COVID right now, there's even so much more to manage than ever before. Um, and and being a, a guy who's just straight out of spent his entire career in the NBA, I, I cannot be more impressed with the job Jawan Howard's on a Michigan this a fast. Michigan alumni too. Yeah, but I mean, just saying, like, yeah. I'm telling you, like, for having been there, the amount of things, details you have to deal with in college that you don't have to worry about in the NBA, most ex-NBA guys, when they do the college thing, like Patrick Ewing's a Georgetown alum, right. they find out, I don't really like doing all this stuff. And honestly, it's the most detail-oriented staffs that win. That's why I'm saying, like, what Jawan's done quickly, I'm just, I couldn't be more impressed for a guy who spent his last, 20 plus years of his life in the NBA and not on the college levels in the system. Yeah, fair. Okay. Well, let's move on to the last two basketball games we're going to pick. Uh, we talked a lot about Baylor. They're the second ranked team in the country right now. They are visiting Texas Tech 
as plus uh, Texas Tech at home is plus three and a half point underdog. This is the game of the week. I'm going to take Baylor. Uh, three and a half is not a lot. I love Baylor. I just told you, I think them and Gonzaga are by far the two best teams. I think they're going to meet in the national title game. I do like Tech. I could be wrong about this. This could come down to the last possession. But, you know, with college basketball spreads, the difference between college or basketball than every other sport is, you know, there's free throws in that last 30 seconds of a game. So it's like a game that basically was a down to the last possession, but still could be a five-point margin because a foul, foul, free throw, free throw, and yeah. you get a bad beat. So I'm going to take Baylor minus those points. But I'm saying that I think this is the game of the week, Baylor-Texas Tech. I love Tech right now. I think it's going to be – if you're a college basketball nerd, watch this game. It's going to be the best game you've seen in a while. Yeah, I mean, you, you hit on it, right, where it, basketball betting is so tough and it, there's so many bad beats. I can't even tell you how many I had where, you know, a, a team just like – you know, if they're down six or seven and it's like an eight-point spread, you like – or, or, or like they stop fouling at some point. It, you, there's so many bad beats and like random buzzer beaters that are meaningless. Like it's ridiculous. It um, I don't think it's going to be that way in this game. I think Baylor is far and away a better team. I think this spread is only close because Texas Tech just pulled off a, an upset against Big Texas, win against the Longhorns. Which is a big win, but I feel like that makes this especially a letdown spot where they're riding high off that win, and I think Baylor is going to win this by maybe 10 points. So – um, I, I really like Baylor here. This is my favorite pick of the week. Baylor. I don't know how you let down when you see the number two team in the country walk into your gym. I mean, if you want to pick Baylor on the fact that you think Baylor is three, more than three and a half points better, I'll give you that. Texas Tech letting down, I don't see that. I don't see that being the reason. Right. I, I'm just saying, like, Texas Tech, they're they're in a gauntlet, right? Like, they, no, they yeah. just played Texas, who was the number four team, um, and now they're playing Baylor, the number two team. I'm just telling you, those kids are going to be ready to play. Right. I mean – We'll, you know, we'll see. I, regardless, I, I think Baylor's a better no, team. No, that's a different story. I think they're going to cover. So uh, we're both in agreement on the spread. So Saturday, 6 p.m. game, my University of Virginia Cavaliers are on the road at Clemson. Clemson is currently number 12 in the country right now. UVA is 18 in the AP poll. Uh, Clemson is a two-point favorite in most books. Who you got, Chris? Now, I'm going to take Clemson. Uh, they are elite defensively, although so is UVA. I like Clemson home. It's a small spread. I just think Clemson will win the game. A couple free throws. That'll put you minus, over the minus two hump. Uh, unlike the Baylor-Texas Tech game that I say is must-watch, I mean, I think Clemson-UVA is going to be highly competitive, but it might not be the most entertaining basketball of the weekend. It is going to be a grind versus grind versus grind game. Uh, I just, I'm going to take Clemson's athleticism over UVA's by a little bit, knowing full well that UVA can always make shots late in the game. They, they have the ability to execute and win. Um, Tight game, maybe not a 10 out of 10 on the entertainment level. Yeah, yeah. If, if you like offense and you like scoring points, don't watch this game. Um, that's always the, the case with UVA basketball uh, because of their defense. And I think it's even more so the case in this game because Clemson is actually the number one ranked Ken Palm defense in the country right now. Uh, UVA is coming in around 13. So both, you know, both top, elite. Top 20 defenses in college basketball. The over-under is like 117, which if you know college basketball betting is very, very low. Um, so it might not be the most points in the world. Uh, if you like defense, though, it, it should be entertaining. I'd be um, shocked if it doesn't come down to the last two minutes of the game, though. There, It's going to yeah. be a tight game. Yeah, it'll be really interesting. So so a couple of things about this game. Again, this is the one I know the most about because I follow UVA very closely. Um, UVA has – I think about the 30th ranked offense and in terms of efficiency and the 13th or 14th ranked defense. 
Clemson has the number one ranked defense, and this is all per Ken Palm, and the uh, roughly the 60th or 70th ranked offense. Um, but the interesting thing about these teams is that they're both ranked inside the top 20. Neither of them have a win over a top 25 team that is ranked in the top 25 right now. Well, someone's about to. Um, also, neither of these teams have a head-to-head matchup. So they, neither of them have played the same ACC team yet. No, interesting. Uh, no one's played the same team out of conference. So there's not a whole lot to go on in terms of, you know, this is the, basically a – Is that the Nope guy? Is the Nope guy here? What's up, Nope guy? Nope guy. Nope. Hey, who do you think – hey, hey, well, hey, come here. Nope. Will the Celtics win tonight? Nope. Will the Celtics lose tonight? Nope. <laughs> the Nope guy. Everyone, that's the Nope guy, Obifius. <laughs> if you are uh, listening to this on Spotify or Apple Music, uh, you, you just got a, a wonderful little bit of, of bad radio where you could not see him, but you heard us talking about him. Um, <laughs> thanks, Jeff. Bye, Jeff. Um, he's, he's <laughs> What was I talking about? Um, UVA Clemson. Um, he's still so, talking. Let me say he's still talking about UVA. Yeah, for, yeah. I think we've been at this for about seven, eight minutes now. Just UVA. Yeah. So uh, wrap it, wrap <laughs> it up. Like, I'll talk about UVA as long as I want to. I love the news. Um, I'll wrap it up with neither team um, has really like been challenged. Well, both teams have been challenged and lost by top twenty-five teams. UVA lost to number one Gonzaga. Uh, Clemson lost, I think, to Virginia Tech. Uh, who is a, a pretty solid team this year. Um, but neither has beaten a top 25 team. Obviously, one of them has to win this game. So um, we'll be a, a, a good litmus test for how real either of these teams are. Um, Let's do NBA. I'm going to take UVA plus two. Um, I, I think the offense for UVA is starting to figure their shit out, and they will win this game, um, take a money line as well. Billy, are you done talking about UVA? Yeah, do, yeah, yeah, do you yeah. want me to talk about Tulane football in the bowl game now? No. <laughs> Let's move on. Pro stuff. All right. NBA. Okay. We're going to get in the NBA. Celtics magic tonight. Three-point spread. I don't know how the hell the Celtics are favorite tonight. They don't have any freaking players. I think, uh, I think their lineup tonight is going to be like, I don't even know. Jalen's probably not playing. Tatum's definitely not playing. Kemba's not coming back tonight. Tice is not playing tonight. So it's like Marcus Smart, Tristan Thompson, and like, you know, Taco Fall, I think pretty much. I'm going to take Orlando tonight. I know Fournier is out for them, but the Celtics don't have anybody. Yeah. Um, so the, the Magic have a couple people out that are key. Uh, Michael Carter-Williams comes off the bench for them. as a 6'7 guy, but he's a role player. Uh, Markel Fultz is out. Fournier, who is the most important person now, I think is our second leading scorer um, behind, I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name, Vujicic. No, Vujicic is good, Vujicic. man. Vujicic. Yeah, Vujicic. Vujicic. Uh, but he, he, I think, is one of the more underrated guys in the league. That, that's really a, well. Absolutely. If you remember from the bubble, game one, I'm really getting nerded up here, game one against uh, Milwaukee in the first round, he dominated for like 36 points and beat them. That's when everybody's like, what's going on with the Bucks?" And then they end up getting knocked out of the second round. Um, but – I've the Magic are starting off better than people expected them to, and, and I think I don't think they're bad. Yeah, they, they, I think they're they pretty have, good. They have an above five hundred record. I don't know if they're going to be, you know, a, a playoff team. I don't know if they're going to stay above five hundred. I'm kind of taking the Celtics here again. It's going to be a weird game because so many people are missing. Wow. Um, I, I think Marcus Smart is going to play, and I think 
Uh, Jalen Brown might. It's questionable the last I saw. I don't know. If he does, I, is, I, I read I read the globe. It is unlikely Jalen Brown plays tonight. So we'll, we'll kind of see. Uh, but both teams are kind of banged up. I'm just taking the Celtics because I, I personally like Brad Stevens. I don't know if you, if you do or not, but – um, not in the playoff series. <laughs> I like him in the regular season. We're think it's regular season. Not in the playoff I'm, series. I'm taking not when he coaches against Eric Spolstra. I don't like him. Not when he coaches against half these. Sorry. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Uh, so you were on Magic plus three. I'm on Celtics minus three. Uh, next game is Mavs at Bucks. Bucks are minus seven point favorites at home. There's going to be a shootout. Nobody plays defense for either of these teams. Um, any thoughts on who you like on the spread? Or? I don't know what the over-under is, but if it's 300, I'd probably take the over anyway. Uh, I'm going to take the Bucks because I'm expecting a high-scoring game, and typically even a competitive high-scoring game, a team is going to win by 10 because the final score is going to be like 135, 125 or something the like that. The over-under is 229. That's it? Yeah. Oh, my God. Bet the over, 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 over. Over. The Bucks and the Mavs are going to score a hell of a lot more than 229 points tonight. I'm going to say they're going to score about 279 points tonight. Take the over, and I'm going to take the Bucks because I just think it's going to be a shootout. And in shootouts, the favorite team that wins wins by double figures. I may be wrong about that. If I'm taking my wallet out right now, though, I'm betting the over in this game. Uh, this one's also interesting with with a, a player TBD. They were talking about Porzingis potentially playing in this for the Mavs as his first game back. Um, I don't know if that's officially been announced as of right now. Is he still known as the unicorn anywhere outside of New York? I don't know. I've heard, heard people call him that a couple times, but I can't say I'm well-versed. Do the people in, in Dallas think he's the unicorn? In New York, when they drafted, he was the unicorn. Um but either way, I really like Doncic. He knows how to score. He's you know the leading MVP candidate right now. Um, I think the Mavs have the offense to keep up with the Bucks. I agree this could be a shootout. I like the over. Um, but I'm taking the Mavs plus the points. I think this is a little bit too wide of a spread for me. And then the last game we'll get into with NBA is the Pelicans at the Lakers. Um, I really want to talk about the Nets because of the Jay Tarden trade. Um, but obviously, I don't think he's going to be back yet anyways. But they are not playing tonight. It's, um, it's our show. If you want to talk about it, we can talk about it. Yeah, I wanted to see what they set the lines at. Obviously, we don't have a line to set. Um, but, yeah, let's let's go ahead and, and, and get into it. I let's mean, pick this game, and then we'll talk about it. Pick this game first. Pels at Lakers. Lakers, there's a 10 p.m. game tonight, and it's a 10-point spread uh, for the Los Angeles Lakers, who many people thought were going to be uh, the favorite for the to repeat as NBA champions. Thoughts? Pels at Lakers. Lakers. Yeah. I don't like Zion as, as a winner. He's a nice player. He puts up a lot of – he scores a lot of points. He doesn't really rebound much. He doesn't play any defense. He doesn't run the floor. I'll be honest. I don't think Zion Williamson makes you win anything. Um, he didn't win at Duke, where is a place that wins all the time. They brought him back last year. The record was worse with him than without him. I'm really not as big on Zion as everybody else. He's very exciting. He dunks hard. He puts back offensive rebounds. He can give you like 25 points and four rebounds. Um, the Lakers are going to be in the NBA Finals this year. I kicked myself for picking the Clippers over them in the West last year. LeBron James and Anthony Davis is the perfect duo. And where LeBron's at right now, mentally, physically, with his game, with his thoughts on basketball, with the whole thing, I don't, I don't ever – I feel stupid betting against him in any bet at all. So I get the Lakers tonight. Yeah, I've got the Lakers as well. I didn't expect this to be a 10-point spread, but I do think the Lakers are 10 points better than the Pelicans. Um, I agree while, while Zion's on limited minutes. I mean, he, 
Zion's stat for, for a plus minus for his team is very good, but he's not playing full games. He's on limited minutes. Um, and I, I think regardless, even when he's in, uh, the Pelicans aren't better than the Lakers. Um, I, I think, you know, AD and LeBron will, will put up a, a 50 spot. I think the Pelicans are better when he's not playing. Interesting. That's a hot take. Hot cake. Hot cake. I like hot cakes. McDonald's um, hot cakes, those little thin ones are so freaking good. But we're both on the Lakers minus 10. Okay. Now let's talk about let's talk the about beard, the, the emotional whiny guard, and poor, poor Kevin Durant. I actually want to say poor Kevin Durant. I actually feel bad for the guy right now. Um, why do you feel bad for Clearly the Nets traded for Harden in a rush because Kyrie's nobody knows if Kyrie's going to show back up. I am not convinced Kyrie Irving plays for the Nets again this year. I'm not convinced Kyrie Irving plays another NBA game in his career. I don't know what's going on with him. He is a basket case. He thinks he's smarter than everybody. Talks trash with the media. Calls him pawns. You know, oh, but when there's a $36 million contract to be handed out, his hand's right there. I'll take the money. Thank you. Um, but basketball is really not that important. I don't know what his deal is, man. And Harden, Harden's fat. Now, <laughs> I do think there's a decent chance that James Harden gets himself in shape, wants to play with Durant, re rekindles when they were young players in Oklahoma City. He tried that with Westbrook last year. didn't work. But the difference with Durant, the unique thing about playing with Kevin Durant as a superstar versus almost any other superstar in the NBA is he doesn't require to touch the ball very much to be effective. Harden and Kyrie are both guys that have to handle the ball a ton, which I'm very curious to see how that works. It's another reason I don't think Kyrie's coming back. We'll see. Um, but Durant can totally play with Harden because Durant's a shot maker when he, or a scorer or whatever. He is a finisher of scoring on whatever the situation is. He does not require to beat the ball into the ground, much like James Harden. So I actually think they can figure it out together. I actually think addition by subtraction, genuinely, if Harden got himself in shape and had the right attitude and was the number two to Durant and handled the ball most of the time, I actually think the Nets – are better without Kyrie completely because Kyrie's negativity, it seeps in other guys. Kyrie Irving ruined Jason Tatum's second year in the NBA. Ruined it. Tatum had an amazing rookie year, played great in the playoffs, showed big stones in playoff games, taking late-game shots, then had a year with Kyrie. Because Kyrie was injured most of that first year. That's when Scary Terry was playing the point in the playoffs. Kyrie's back, Tatum's second year, Tatum regresses. Kyrie gets shipped out. Tatum last year was player of the month last February, if you guys remember, in the NBA until COVID hit and the whole thing shut down. Um, Kyrie Irving, I, I would, as talented, as fun as a talented basketball player as he is, I'd be more than happy to never see him play in the NBA again. Look, so I, I'm going to disagree. I, I think this this makes me feel great. And, and on our, our NBA preview, I picked the, the Nets, the team I like to win the title the most. Um, I, I love this for them. Um, and I think it's even better for the Rockets because James Harden wasn't getting the job done at the Rockets. He was choking in playoff series. And they have double first-round picks now for the rest of the time. Um, they're, I think the Rockets are in a spot to rebuild and be very good in three or four years. Agreed. Um, so they certainly won this. Nets, basically, it's it's TBD, right? On paper, they won this. They look incredible with with KD, James Harden, Kyrie. If he plays, I think I'm I'm more optimistic than you are about him playing. 
games and, and been three playing together. Um, and then Joe Harris, I think, you know, is a great UVA. Here we go. No, no, no I, I'm kidding. I'm he kidding. Is the UVA guy, and I loved him at UVA. But even in the NBA, he has he has the highest three point uh, field goal percentage in the NBA right now. He is a no, no, I, I know. He is a good role player. Um, so I, I think they have the pieces to get this done. If they if they make it to the finals, it's not enough. If they win the finals, that that's like when this becomes worth it because they gave up so much draft capital for this. So it has the chance to work out. I do get your point where if Kyrie is gone all of a sudden, you know, this becomes less of this team is now a going to win the championship and more of you just wasted all your first round picks just to be a contender again. Um, so, so we'll see it. It really does depend on the Kyrie thing, but I'm optimistic he will come back. Uh, sounds like you are less so. I'm okay with the Nets going all in because you don't know how long you have Durant. He's only got two years left in his deal. Yep. He's coming off an Achilles. He looks great right now. I mean, the, as of this moment, the Achilles showing no effects. He's awesome. Um, but you don't know how long you have Durant. So I have no problem with them going all in from that standpoint, dumping all the draft capital, giving it to the Rockets to try to win a title right now. Because you have Kevin Durant right now. Not because of Harden and not because of Kyrie. You have Kevin Durant right now. So you are trying to play for a title right now. But again, the Kyrie attitude and the other, the other question I have with the Nets, how many minutes has DeAndre Jordan got to play now? Because, you know, he's the only center there. They're pretty small. Like Jeff Green's going to play the five. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I like that in the playoffs. Definitely not in the finals against Anthony Davis and, and, and Montrezl Harrell and obviously LeBron, but I'm talking about the front line, right. the front line guys from Lakers. Um, I don't really like it against Giannis in a playoff series. Uh, and, oh, I, and Lopez. Well, I love them against Giannis. I, I, don't, I, don't, know. I don't think the Bucks How do you stop keep up with the Nets. What is Jeff, everybody plays, I think the Nets will blow the Bucks out. I of just water. don't think the Nets have any defense. Right. I they, the Nets can score the ball, but the Nets already can score the ball when they had Durant and Levert, and I guess Kyrie. They will miss Levert. You know, I don't if see Kyrie how Kyrie doesn't play. Miss can your Levert. offense get better by adding another guy when your offense was already awesome? Like what more? They're not gonna. They're not gonna shoot sixty percent from the field all of a sudden. That's not gonna happen. So. You made your offense awesomely the same, and you destroyed your defense, and your locker room is going to be interesting. Let me tell you something. Kevin Durant is going to have to manage some egos, and here's the hot take. You ready for the hot cake? Yeah. Feed it to me. I don't think Steve Nash finishes the year as the head coach. Ooh, that is I hot. think Dan Tony is the head coach by the playoffs. That's a hot cake with, like, butter and syrup on it. That is a ready hot for that. cake. Um so, so I, I will disagree on can the offense get better because right when you think about a five-man team, most most NBA starting lineups will not have three guys who are very good defensive players on them. They might have like like one guy who's like okay, you know, Draymond Green's our lockdown defender. Um, but guess what? When you have two other guys who could be the guy on other teams, you know you're going to need two more Draymond Greens, and they don't have two more Draymond Greens, and, and that's true for a lot of teams. So I do think it, it – as long as the, the offense on the Nets is comfortable sharing the ball and – As long as James Harden is comfortable sharing the ball. And he said he was today. Well, we'll see if he means it. We'll see. Uh, but, let's, let's see but it. Let's see if it. If they can play as a team, nobody can stop them, assuming Kyrie is there. So we, that's how we'll leave it. Let's go to Football the time. NFL. Divisional round weekend. We got four games for you. Um, 
Games are on Saturday and on Sunday. There's two games each day. Saturday is 4.30 and 8 p.m. So let's start chronologically. The Rams in the NFC are visiting the number one seed Packers. Uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin will be popping. It will be cold, and they are six-and-a-half-point favorites. Interesting. It's going to be cold, but not terrible. It's like they, I think they said 37 degrees and clear. So that's not bad for so that's actually that's not a bad for a January NFL playoffs almost anywhere. If, you, if we played it here in D.C., it would probably be similar. So I, I see Rodgers being unstoppable. Uh, Aaron Donald's beat up. I know he's probably going to play. But he's not 100%. Cooper Cup, probably not going to play. I think he's, you know, a maybe. But is he effective from the Rams' offensive standpoint? Uh, Goff clearly is going to be hindered with that thumb. I, I think the Packers cover the six and a half. I'm not saying they're going to blow him out of the water. I could see, you know, 28-17, something like that. I think the Rams are going to compete. I think McVay does a great job. I just think. The number one problem is your quarterback is severely hindered with a bad thumb. So I have no idea how the Rams are going to generate a lot of offense. Um, and even with the Rams, and they might have the best defense left in this tournament, them or the Saints. So to me, those yeah. are the top two. Uh, but you're not going to just stop the Packers from scoring at home. Double check's going to do his thing. Devontae Adams is going to do his thing. They're going to run the ball there in Jones. They're going to score points. They're not going to go crazy and score 40, 50 points. But I think it's fair to say they'll score in the high 20s. And so I see them winning this by around 10. Um, I disagree. I'm going with the Rams. I think the Rams showed versus, you know, what, what's supposed to be a pretty good Seahawks offense last week that they can slow them down with the best of them. I do think the Rams are the best defense that remains in the NFL playoffs. Uh, I think they're going to keep this a close game. I don't necessarily think they're going to win. Um, your point about Jared Goff's thumb, that was true last week. He did, didn't look like anything happened to make it any worse for this week. Um, they didn't put up a ton of points, but they put up enough points to beat the Seahawks. No, their defense think, was amazing last I think week. They I give can, it to them. I think they can keep it close. Um, the thing that interests me is I, I know Aaron, Aaron Rodgers can spread the ball around, but he does have a true number one wide receiver, Devontae Adams. Uh, Jalen Ramsey is one of the best corners in the league. He is. Uh, I, I, you know, my pick is on Rams plus six and a half. I wish it was over that seven hook. I would feel even better about it. But I think Jalen Ramsey, if he can, if he can, you know, I always put the claims a little bit on Devontae Adams. I think the Packers are going to struggle more than you think, which is why I also like under 45 and a half. So that's, again, something that I would think about parlaying because um, if the Packers do cover this spread, I'm going to think it goes over 45 points. Um, but if the Rams cover, I would think it goes under. So, um, that's my thought. Parlay Rams under my official pick for our little rivalry. We got is Rams plus six and a half. Okay. Saturday split game is a swing game. Saturday night. It's Ravens at bills. This is one of the best matchups of yeah, the weekend. It's cool. It's a cool um, game. Two teams. I mean, we talked about it before the playoffs started. Like nobody wanted to see the Ravens. They showed it last week. Their defense shut down the Titans offense. And they were down 10, nothing quick. Uh, they came I give them credit. Ravens at Bills. Bills obviously offensive, offensively have been a juggernaut, one of the best offensive teams in the country. Uh, they are two-and-a-half-point favorites at home. This is an interesting game. It is the Ravens' incredible run game. Their last six games, what did I hear they said? The last six games they've run for something insane like 1,500 yards. It's like the most since 1950. Um, Josh Allen has had a near – I'm going to say near because he's not going to win in Mahomes or – or Rodgers will win it. 
He's probably third. Yep. Josh Allen probably will be third in the MVP voting this year. He's had a phenomenal year. His growth as a quarterback is incredible. Oh, I've gone back and forth. I admit I, I have had a hard time picking this game. I am going to I'm going to circle the wagons. I'm going to take the Bills minus two and a half at home. I know this could go either way. So I feel like two and a half is a low enough number where it's a pick them. I know my math that I've talked about in the past is when a road team is less than a three-point dog, yep. you take them on the money yeah. line. So from a betting standpoint, from a strictly math and me not picking this game, you guys out there, if you like the Ravens, go ahead and buy them on the money line. I'm going to take Buffalo this one time against my own math. It's really that close, honestly. And I just think that Allen and Diggs are going somewhere. And I think this AFC is ready to see a Chiefs-Bills AFC championship game, which is going to be an absolute shootout. That's going to be so much fun for everyone to watch. Um, I love the Ravens in this game. I love the Ravens. As much as I personally hate the Ravens because I'm a Steelers fan, I love the Ravens in this game. Um, I think their defense can keep the Bills down. Uh, I think Lamar Jackson will be able to generate some offense in both the run and the pass game. The Bills are very, very bad statistically covering wide res- or, uh, sorry, covering tight ends. Uh, so I think Mark Andrews can have a very Andrews good game. Andrews is key in this game. Um, but, but I think the Ravens pull this one out because I think their defense is better than the Bills' defense. And I think that's what it comes down to. Um, the one kind of storyline that, that I someone's going to get the monkey off their back, they both have a playoff win this year after not having a playoff win in the last season or two before that. Neither of them has, has been a good playoff run uh, in the past few years. So some, one of them is going to make the AFC championship. Um, neither team has done that in quite some time. Um, I also happen to like the over in that game. Um, oh, yeah, there's going to be points in this game. I, I think – you know, both offenses can score. I'm seeing something like a 27, 24, or a 30. I think in the 30. I think you go to 30s. Sure. Um, so I think the over under is 49 and a half. I think it's going to be in the 50s. So I'm taking it over there. Too. I agree with you on that. Okay, let's get to Sunday football. I've taken both dogs so far, and I will not take the dog here. It's the Browns at the Chiefs. 3 p.m. game. Sunday's a weird. Weird game time, guys. Take note of this. Sunday at 3 p.m. and Sunday at 6.40. We, two games, so we will open at 2.30 Sunday, just so you guys know. I'm not opening at 12 or 1 o'clock. I'm going to go to brunch for once because I haven't done that in about a year. So Get we're going to open cakes. I'm going to get some hotcakes, man. We're going to open at 2.30. Um, so Browns at Chiefs. I already hinted I'm taking the Chiefs here. It's a 10-point spread, which I think is more than I expected. Um, but I don't think the Browns' defense can stop the Chiefs. I think, honestly, like the Steelers game was just a shit show from the get-go, and the the Steelers actually were able to come back. I know Browns were playing free that defense, blah, blah, blah. Browns' defense is not very good. Their offensive line is good. Their run game is good. Um, But I don't think they have what it takes to keep up with the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs would have two touchdowns. It's no fun picking a favorite from the season, the beginning of the year, when the odds came out for the futures. I said the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. We're here. They're the one seed. The Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. Minus 10, not enough. The Chiefs are going to cover this. I don't think this is going to be a great football game. I think this is just a little appetizer for the two legends to go at it later in the day. I'll take the Chiefs minus 10. I want to be a contrarian right now, but I can't be. I don't see this being very close. Uh, yeah, so this is in uh, – I'll give you guys a teaser at the end. Chiefs are part of that teaser. Um, I also like the under in this game. Um, it's under 57. 
I don't think it's because either defense is particularly good. 57 just seems a little high to me. Uh, I think the Chiefs will be able to put up points. I question if the Browns will be able to put up points because, again, the, the way the Browns have run their offense and they've been so good is because their offensive line and their run game is good. I think they might get into a situation here where they are down to the Chiefs and have to abandon the run game, Could happen. which makes the, the Chiefs' defensive scheme a little easier just protecting pass. So, the Browns have a due way of using their, their running backs in the passing game, though, where it's like an ex- – Kareem Hunt, for sure. Yeah, Chubb, Chubb less Chubb than Bash, yeah. but yeah. Uh, they do have a run game. I just don't know. If, if they game. go down to the Chiefs early, they're not going to be able to use that run game. That's fair. I think the this goes under 57, and I'm going with the Chiefs. Okay, last game of the week. The Buccaneers, this is this is the game this in the, is the NFC. Game, Buccaneers, Tom Brady. I don't want to do it. Are going to the Saints. Um, I don't want to pick this game. The Saints are minus three-point favorites in the Superdome. Most most of you know my connection to the city of New Orleans. I love New Orleans. I'm a Tulane alum. I used to be a Saints season ticket holder. That is my NFC team since I walked on that campus when I was 18 years old. I want so bad for Drew Brees to get in one more Super Bowl. I want so bad because the last couple of years, they've just had so much dumb stuff happen in the playoffs. The, the game against the Vikings with Diggs and the non-pass interference against the Rams. They've swept the season series with the Bucks, And right now the Bucks are just kind of annoying. But I'm taking the Bucks. You're not beating Brady three times. And although the whole thing about it's hard to beat a team three times, it's actually proven 20 times, 22 times in NFL history has been a, a game three like this. And actually, fourteen of the twenty-two, the team that swept the regular season did did go ahead and win the third. Um, I also heard that stat today. Who did you hear that? Uh, I don't know. Somewhere I listen to a lot of sports talk radio. I'm a I, nerd. It was uh, Warren Sharp. If you guys are, are into math nerds, you guys, if you listen to this podcast, know that I am a big math nerd when it comes to gambling. Warren Sharp, uh, as a, a numbers analytics guy, one of the best out there. Uh, he told me about that as well. Uh, but sorry, yeah, but oh, my phone's dying. Instagram, we're back. Um, now I got the Bucks. I, their offense is clicking, and here, here's the big thing: the only way the Saints win this game is if their D line does dominate the the Bucks offensive line and hits the crap out of Brady. That is what they did in Game Two. Not so much in Game One. That is what they did in Game Two. That is already almost two months ago. The Bucks offensive line has played much better lately. And here's the thing about the Tampa Bay Bucks: they have all this talent. We talk about all these guys: Mike Evans, Godwin, all these guys, Brady. Said Godwin's like made some tremendous comments about Godwin. I'm gonna tell you the difference. Freaking Antonio Brown is the difference. He has looked great in the last four weeks. He is clicking. The other one who's clicking is Gronk. The Hall of Famers that came late to this party are the two best offensive weapons on the field. Gronk, more specifically in the red zone. A.B. all over the field. Not saying Evans and Godwin aren't very, very, very good. Even Scotty Miller's good. But I'm going to tell you something. The difference with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, I'm just, I'm just throwing out. He's, he's made some plays. He doesn't have to be good as the fourth or fifth guy. Right? Antonio Brown is the yeah. difference, and Gronk's the other difference. I don't see how you contain that. And here's the other thing. I'm not saying the Bucs offense is going to go crazy on the Saints D because the Saints D is damn good. Yeah. My other issue with this game is what I saw out of the Saints offense last week in Chicago. I understand yeah. Chicago is a very good front seven. They don't have a great secondary. The Saints offense is I, – I, 
if 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 Tom Brady's eighty five percent as good as he used to be, I think Drew Brees is more like fifty five percent as good as he used to be. Yeah. Drew isn't dominant anymore. I know they have Michael Thomas back. I just don't see Drew doing enough with the offense. He couldn't do more against the Bears. I know the Bears have a pretty good defense, but I'm not really convinced it's that much better than Tampa's. I don't see the I don't see the Saints scoring a lot more than maybe. I don't know, 17, 20 points this game, and that is not going to be enough. I could not agree with you more on this pick, and that's dangerous. If we both agree strongly about yeah. the line, we're probably wrong. Um, so maybe, maybe, I want the maybe, Saints maybe, to win. I want the Saints I, to win. <laughs> it is never good that we both agree so strongly on that, but I, I agree with your take. And I think the thing um, about the Bucks is, right, to, to me, it's exactly what I was saying about the Nets in basketball with this James Harden trade. They have – three guys that could be like theoretically number one, maybe Antonio Brown is not number one anymore, whatever. No, no, lately he is. (laughs) Could be number one receivers in Godwin Evans and Antonio Brown on other teams. And Gronk. The the Saints don't have three lockdown corners to cover them. They have Marshawn Lattimore, who is very, very good. Very, very good. But he can't cover three people at once. (laughs) So I don't see how the Saints are going to stop the Bucs from scoring here. Um, and the Saints' offense didn't look that explosive versus the Bears, just no, like that's, you said. That's my biggest problem. So, so to me, the, the, and these are two good defenses. They are. Like the, the Bucks' run game, run stop on the D-line is very good. The Saints' D-line is very good, and Marshawn Lattimore is good, um, which is why those defenses, I like the under in this game, under 52. Um, I, I think it could be a close one, but I think the Bucks just are going to be able to go down the field at the end and score that game when they touch down. I agree. I'm taking the Bucks plus three. I don't feel good about my pick. I want everybody to know that I want the Saints to win. Come on. Go New Orleans. Let's freaking pull this off. Make us wrong. I really don't want to see freaking Brady versus Rodgers. Come on, Drew. <laughs> okay, so the last thing I'll leave you guys with for picks this week is my teaser. Uh, it's, again, six-point teaser. It's, you basically get the same odds as a spread pick, but you need both legs to hit. Uh, you get six extra points to get the Chiefs to minus four, and you get six extra points to get the Ravens to plus eight and a half. It's underdogs. Uh, I love it. My teasers have been well over 500 all season. I didn't give you one last week, thank God, because I went on five. I don't want to talk about that anymore, but I'm giving you one this week. I love it. Chiefs minus four, Ravens plus eight and a half. That's all I got for picks today. Dom, to answer your question about the drink deals, we're actually sold out tonight on reservations, my friend. Sorry about that. Yeah, if you guys want to come in and watch these games, you have to DM Chris on Instagram. He doesn't have that many tables compared to what he had before. Yeah, it's outdoors only right now. So you got to get in quick. Text him if you've got his number. DM him on Instagram, whatever it may be. Uh, Get those tables because they are gone quick, like hotcakes. Guys. Yeah, for those of you trying to come in, we're sold out tonight. Sorry about that. We are already sold out for tomorrow as well, so I'm sorry about that. Also, Sunday I've got plenty of space. If you guys want to watch these Sunday games, especially this Buck saints game, yep. we have plenty of tables. Hit me up soon, though, because they're going to go. Um, last thing, just want to say, hit it again. We raised over 1200 bucks for the Barstool Fund this past week. We're really proud of that. That's really important work. We're helping places that are struggling, that cannot – they're trying to keep the doors open. These businesses trying to stay alive. We're doing it again this Wednesday. We're doing it every Wednesday. I expect to see everyone come out. You drop 20 bucks to the Barstool Fund. You drink for free on us. And uh, I, I mentioned this on a radio show today, and I post this on social media, but Budweiser, Smirnoff, Crown Royal, and Captain Morgan have all now donated beer with Budweiser and liquor with the other three. 
to our fundraising efforts. So actually, I don't have to pay for those products anymore, um, at least for those those type of products. For the Barstool Fun Open Bars, which is really awesome, really thank you to the four of you companies, and I think there's going to be some more rolling in. Uh, Billy's pointing to me. We are out of time here. This was episode 25. Billy, you got any sign-off? That's all I got, guys. Thanks, guys. Take care. We'll see you soon. See you.